Well, good morning, church. It is so good to finally see you in here, and we are happy to have you. Uh, we missed you, and we're just so happy to have you back. Um, we want to prepare you for next week as we are going to be here. It's the fifth Sunday. We're going to try to do a Lord's Supper. So if you are at home watching, you want to prepare that at home, that would be fine. Um, there's some at the office that you can, you can come pick up. And uh, what we want you to do is if you have any questions about that or you want to know a little bit more about that, just get a hold of the office this week and they'll be able to help you out. But uh, right now we're going to pray and then we're going to sing together, together. Lord, join us for prayer. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to, to get together again. Lord, we thank you for, for seeing us through this time, Lord, and, and helping us just get back together. Um, Lord, be with us and, and let us be graceful to each other as, as we go through this, as we've not done this before, Lord, and we just want to just give grace like you would and all this stuff that's going on. And, uh, and just, again, just bless this gathering, Lord, and come into this place because we just miss this so much. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we'll just stand up and just say hi to somebody. Don't move around. Don't move around. Just wave to somebody and just yell at them and tell them how happy you are to see them in church this morning. Yeah. 
and I say hallelujah. We're excited this morning to be here. This is an offering plate, and uh, we used to take these and pass them down the aisles. We're, we're not doing that today, uh, but we are taking up an offering, and uh, we just want to thank you for your faithful giving. We want to invite you to continue to, to give. You can uh, give online. You can go through our website. Uh, you can give by texting. Uh, you can mail in your gift. Uh, we thank you again for your faithful giving, and uh, we're just thankful today for God's faithfulness. Uh, we say hallelujah to that. Uh, we're going to pray, bless our offering, and continue to sing to the Lord. Father, thank you for the faithful giving of your people. And uh, Lord, we know that you're the giver of all things. And uh, you give to us, you're, you bless us so that we can be a blessing for others. And uh, you've allowed us to continue to do ministry uh, Thank you for the faithfulness of your people. May we be faithful with everything that's given. May we be good stewards. May we bless our community. May we support our missionaries. Uh, may we continue to do the work to make Christ known around the world. And uh, we do say hallelujah today. We're so thankful that we can gather and sing your praises, that we can give, that we can hear your word. And uh, we bless your name today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we know that uh, we have a God that moves mountains and as we come out of this uh, period and, and start to reopen again and start to kind of gather together, uh, maybe the enemy's throwing some mountains in front of you, and uh, we want to let you know that he's done it before and he will do it again. Knowing the battles won, 
Thank you, praise team. You guys are awesome. If you're listening at home, I want you to get up and I want you to say, I want to see you do it again, God. I want to see you do it again. I want to see you move mountains and, and do a great work amongst us. Uh, get out of that easy chair and, and get up for a minute. Uh, get off your feet. And uh, let me just say, we're so blessed to be able to start gathering together again, being able to worship God as the family of God. So special. And I hope we never take that for granted again. And uh, I long for the day where uh, you listening at home feel safe and comfortable returning. Uh, we're, we're patient, and we want you to make the best decision for you and your family. Uh, we certainly respect that, uh, but we are excited to be back together. We return to our series, uh, Abounding in Hope, and uh, this morning we're going to talk about hope for the future. Jeremiah 31, 17, God said to the Israelites, there is hope for your future, declares the Lord. And so this morning, I'm going to be in Jeremiah 29, Jeremiah 29, uh, I'm going to look at verses 10 through 14, we're going to talk about our hope for the future. Uh, while you're looking that up, if you find it, take this moment and share uh, this uh, Facebook stream, if you will, share it with others. And uh, if you're still standing up, we're going to read the Word of God. If you're sitting, that's okay as well. Jeremiah 29, verse 10. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. Join me in prayer. Father, we, we pray today that you would uh, remind us, Lord, of the hope that we have in Christ. Lord, you're a God of hope. Uh, you have given us hope through the, the cross of Jesus Christ. You give us the hope of the forgiveness of our sins, of eternal life, uh, all the blessings. Lord, you didn't just give us this hope, but you gave us. You came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And uh, we just want to praise you for that. Lord, you're good and awesome in all your ways. And uh, we pray this morning that you would speak through your word to your people, encourage their hearts. Give life to some. If there's any that's lost and are listening, we pray that, that they would have the hope of eternal life this morning because they turn from their sins and they believe upon Jesus. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so let me just review quickly some things about hope. We said that there is a difference between worldly hope, the way we use the word hope, and biblical hope. Uh, the word hope that we often use means to feel that something desired may happen. And so I've used this illustration a few times, but I, I hope baseball season gets started soon. I hope that this virus goes away soon. Now, there's no certainty for any of that. We hope, we feel that something desired will happen. Biblical hope is much different. We have defined biblical hope as a confident expectation and desire for something good and in the future. And biblical hope carries this ideal of certainty and assurance. And what makes it hope is the mere fact that it hasn't yet happened. 
And listen, God wants his children to live and to have hope. And so he talks about hope over 150 times in the scriptures. 71.5, for you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, from my youth. God, you're our hope. And so as we consider the hope for the future, the reason that we can have hope and certainty about the future is not because we know what the future holds, because we don't, but because we know who holds the future. I don't know what the future holds for COVID-19. I don't know what the economy is going to do in 2020. Listen, I don't know what God's going to use in my life to grow me and to make me more like Christ. I don't know what he's going to use in your life, but I know he's going to do some things in our lives. What I do know is that there is a God in the universe who is holding it all together. And as Job said in Job 42, 2, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. I know there's a God who is perfect in all of his ways. And church, my hope is in God. So let's look at Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah lived in the 6th century B.C. He witnessed the brutal takeover of Jerusalem by the Babylonians around 586 under the leadership of King Nebuchadnezzar. The Israelites, uh, the, the people of God who actually survived the attack and they were taken into captivity, uh, they, uh, the, the Babylonians marched them hundreds of miles from Jerusalem to Babylon, which is modern-day Iraq. And so it's against that backdrop, captivity and living in exile, away from the promised land. That's what's going on. Jeremiah brings these words of hope to the children of Israel. So verse 10, For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you, I will attend to you, I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. Now God had already told uh, the Israelites through Jeremiah, Jeremiah 25, 11, that they were going to be in exile for 70 years. And so here, Jeremiah is bringing this word of hope by reminding the Israelites that God's word is going to be fulfilled. The reason is because God is able to fulfill it and because God never lies. God always keeps his promises. And so, looking back, we know that around 536 B.C., uh, King Cyrus, who's the king of the, the Medes and the Persians, they defeated the Babylonians and King Nebuchadnezzar. Around 536, King Cyrus issued a decree allowing the Jews to return to their land. And it's about 70 years after the Babylonians first defeated Israel around 606 B.C. Verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, or for peace, or for wholeness, and not for evil, and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Now, this word hope here, the Hebrew word carries the ideal of expectation. So let's be clear about a couple things. These words were directed specifically to the Israelites who were in exile. But I believe that they're still very applicable to us today. God has plans for us. He has plans for us individually, for you, for, for myself. He has plans for the church. He, God offers plans. He, he offers a future with. Isn't that, isn't that good news to know that and be reminded of that this morning? Because sometimes we feel hopeless. 
Sometimes we look at the circumstances around us and they seem hopeless. And probably all of us have wrestled with feelings of hopelessness the last couple months. We sometimes feel like the sky is falling. And I just want you to know this morning that God who's holding up the skies and he has strong hands and he never grows weary. So where does our hope come from? 2 Thessalonians 2.16 says that our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and listen to this, and good hope through grace. Paul says through the grace of God. Listen, our hope is rooted in the grace of God. It is based upon the grace of God. If God were not gracious, we would have no hope. Oh, we could cross our fingers and and we could decide by sheer willpower that that we're positive thinkers and we're going to make the best of, of our lives. But there could be no moral certainty about good things in the future. There could be no confident expectation that things will work out for our good and for His glory. But listen, church, God is gracious, and He is the foundation of our hope, and and, and that foundation is the grace of God. And don't forget, it's a good hope, Paul says, and it comes through grace. It comes by grace. And so when someone asks you the reason for the hope that's in you, The basic answers that you can give is because you have tasted the grace of God. That's one answer. That's not all. In Colossians 1.23, Paul refers to the hope of the gospel. Listen, I can travel back in my life about 30 years ago, and I can remember a few months of my life where I went to bed every night fearful because I knew that I was outside of a relationship with a holy God. I knew that I was a sinner, and I knew that my sin separated from me, and I knew I I was raised in church, and so what I knew is that I was on a broad road that leads to destruction in a real place called hell, and yet on one Friday night, I went to bed with a peaceful heart, knowing that every sin that I had ever committed and every sin that I will ever commit was forgiven. And I was reconciled to Almighty God by the death of His Son. And church, that's the free offer of the gospel. And it's an offer that is extended to you. The gospel is the good news that there is hope for sinners. I mean, the worst of sinners. There is hope of forgiveness. And there is hope of restoration. And there is hope of reconciliation. There is this hope of eternal life. There there is hope of holiness and Christ-likeness. There is hope that we will grow in our faith. All of that is included in the hope of the gospel. And so Paul said in Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And so listen, the gospel is not only the proclamation of good news, it is the power of God to save 1 Thessalonians 1.5 says, Because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. And so here in 2020, I want to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. The, the gospel that brings conviction of sin, but not just conviction of sin, but the gospel that brings salvation to the lost, the gospel that brings us hope. 1 Peter 1, 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
According to His great mercy, we, we're thankful for that, He has caused us to be born again, to be born anew to a living hope. And so our hope is rooted and grounded in our great God. And that helps us to better understand what the psalmist said. We looked at this several weeks ago, Psalm 42, 5. Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. For I shall again praise Him, my salvation. And so what was true of the Israelites is true for churches, individuals. It's true for your family. God has a plan for our lives, a plan for our good, and a plan for His glory. Now, in regards to the Israelites, he wanted, God wanted to pour out his blessings on his people, but they forsook him, and, and they pursued other gods, and so he brought forth his hand of discipline upon them. And maybe, maybe we ought to consider, maybe we are living under the disciplined hand of our God. And there would be plenty of reasons for it. But here... He graciously assures them of his future plans, of blessings for them. And he brought them back to their land. Today the Jews still have the blessing of their land. And listen, church, one day Christ is going to come back to Jerusalem and he's going to establish his kingdom. And it'll be an eternal kingdom. And part of it, the church, the church is a part of his eternal kingdom. Now notice again at the end of verse 11, to give you a future and a hope. We turn to the pages of the New Testament. Romans 15, 3 says, May the God of hope, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Listen, what, is that, what does it mean to abound in hope? What does it mean to be filled with a hope for the future? What does it mean for you? I, I believe that it means to trust that God has a future for us. And it, it means to realize that God is in control of history. Past, present, future. We need to realize that God will not desert us in the days and months and years and, and even decades. If we have, He will not desert us in whatever lies ahead. And so, whether our future means illness, or virus, or joblessness, or death, whether it means those things, or whether it means marriage, and babies, and a new home, and a new job, and listen, holds the future. Let me ask you this, has God taken care of you in the past? Even when life has been difficult? Shake your head like this. Yeah, he's been faithful, hasn't he? We've all experienced difficulties, and yet God has been faithful. Is God taking care of you today? Is God taking care of you at this very moment? Well, listen, if, if God has so faithfully taken care of you in the past, and if he's faithfully taken care of you in the present, certainly will take care of you in the future. So we abound with hope. We are filled with hope. We are overflowing with hope that the God who has taken care of us in the past, who is of us now, will indeed take care of us in the future. Therefore, church, we're not afraid. We're not afraid of the future. No, what, no matter what the future may bring, we know that the God of our past is also the God of our future. So listen, don't give up your hope in God. Whatever you may be going through, 
God of heaven offers hope. Now, back to verse 11. Jeremiah mentions that God offers welfare and peace and a future. Then notice that this hope is offered in verse 12. That you will call upon him and come and pray to him and I will hear you. Jeremiah says that when we call upon him, when we call upon God in prayer, he will hear us. I mean, doesn't that thought just bless you? That God in come to him and he promises to hear us? Now listen, if we don't call and if we don't come and we don't pray, he won't hear us. But listen, church, if, if we call upon him and if we come and if we pray, then he hears us. Now, some will say, and I think it's foolish, listen, if God already has a plan, what's the use of praying? Well, I'll tell you the reason. The God who ordains the end also ordains the means, and he invites us to participate through prayer. So 1 John 5, verse 14 says, and this is the confidence or the hope. This is the confidence that we have toward him that if we ask anything according to his, here's us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. Listen, I, I really thank God wants to send revival to our land. I, I really think God wants to get our attention. I really think he wants to move amongst us. You know, in the book of Job, uh, we see this call to prayer and to assembly and, and fasting. Listen, we need God. Church, we need Recognize that we need to call out in him, to Him in prayers. We, we need Him now. And during this time of virus, this is a time where the church ought to be on our knees. And we ought to be spending some time in prayer and fasting and confessing our sins and, and asking the Lord to send revival. Listen, our land needs the work of God. Verse 13 has kind of been one of my favorite verses the past 20 years. It says, you seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Listen, when God began moving in my heart towards ministry, this verse kind of became my life verse. And uh, when I first became the pastor, I put it on my first pastor cards. If you seek me, you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart. Listen, when I was struggling with fears about my salvation, I ran to the Lord and I sought him with all my heart. was struggling with the call to ministry. And I said, listen, I, I'm not going to do this unless I'm, I'm certain that it's your will and not mine. And you may say, well, how do you know for certain? Because I found Jeremiah 29, 13 to be true. I sought the Lord. I sought him with everything that was within me. And guess what? He showed me. Now, over the past 20 years, there's been times where where I didn't walk as closely with the Lord, and, and it wasn't because he left me, or it wasn't because he was hiding from me. It was always because I didn't seek him. It was because I didn't seek him with all my heart. But there's been times, and, and even recently, where, where God has allowed me to, uh, where God has allowed things to have reminded me that if I seek him, if I seek him with my heart, I'll find him, and I'll find his will. And so often where he leads us is to the Scriptures. Because when we turn to the Scriptures, we find God. We find his will for our lives because God has revealed his will in his word. It's a good place to look. Amen? Verse 14. 
I'll be found by you, declares the Lord. I'll restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I've driven you, declares the Lord. And I'll bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. And, and we look back and, and we see that God answered their prayers and God returned them to the land. We see that in the book of Ezra and, and Nehemiah. And so this morning, as we think about hope, I, I, wanted, I, want, I want us to be reminded the basis for our hope. And the certainty is rooted in our great God. These scriptures are written to show us his faithfulness and to remind us that he always keeps his promises. The greatest hope that God has ever given to us is the glorious promise that we will live with him for all eternity. We live with this sure and certain hope about a future resurrection. Just as we are sure that Jesus was raised from the, from the grave, we can be sure of our future resurrection. And so we, since we have hope. Our hope for our future in the world here on earth. We, we not only have hope for, for our earthly life, but our greatest hope is for our future in a world to come in a place that we call heaven. I like to end with what Paul said in, in Titus. We looked at it several weeks ago, Titus 1, verse 2. Paul uses this phrase, the hope of eternal life, and he, he, he ties our hope of eternal life directly to God's promises. And what he says there in, in Titus 1 and 2 is that, that God's elect, God's children, have the hope of eternal life, in, in hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before the began. And so, as his children, we have the hope of eternal life because God promised it to us. And God's promises will most certainly be fulfilled because the God who promises it never lies. And so as we close this morning, let me ask you, do you have the hope of eternal life? Do you know for certain that when you die, you're going to heaven? And listen, the good news is that the Bible is so clear. It tells us how we can know for certain that we're going to heaven. We must turn from our sins. The Bible word for that is repent. And we must trust in Jesus Christ alone for our salvation. Again, people say, preacher, how do you know for certain? Well, if you believe the Bible, you can know. Jesus said in John 6, 47, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. Whoever is believing in me, Jesus says, has eternal life. And so if you have placed your faith and hope in Jesus Christ, and you love him with all your heart, you can stand confident and assured of eternal life and eternally blessed future that has no end. And so this morning, do you have the hope of eternal life? And if you can't answer that in the positive, listen, would you receive it today? Would you receive the hope of eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ? Pray with me. Father, we thank you for the hope that you give us and that hope is rooted and grounded in your grace. It was accomplished for us at the cross when Jesus took upon himself our sins, when he died in our place. We thank you today that Jesus not only paid for our sins, 
but he offers us the gift of salvation, the hope of eternal life. And Father, we pray that if there's someone who, who's never turned from their sins and believed upon Jesus, that today would be the day where they cry out to Jesus in faith and they receive eternal life. And we pray that as your children, we'll be faithful to seek you. We'll come to you in prayer. And you'll hear us. And you'll work things for our good and for your glory. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, we're going to have a song, a, a time of commitment. Listen, if you have no hope today of eternal life, listen, cry out to God. And just say, God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin separates you from me. And I confess my sins today for forgiveness. And I put my faith and my trust in Jesus Christ. Listen, if we can help you with that, uh, you can email me at hbest at burlingtonbaptist.org or, or you can put your name in the comments or, or you can call the church. We'd love to help you with the relationship with Christ. And listen to the church, to the believers. If, if you can say, yes, I have a hope of eternal life and you know you're saved, let me ask you, are, are you seeking the Lord? Are you calling out to Him? Are you seeking Him with all your heart? I want you to know His promise today is if you seek Him, you'll find Him. If you seek Him, you'll find Him. Come out of sins wherever you've been Come broken-hearted and rescued Come find your mercy Oh sinner, come Earth has no sorrow that heaven can heal. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can heal. So lay down your
Thank you for joining us online this morning. Uh, just want to tell you a couple things. We're, we're going to learn each week as we gather together. And uh, so next week, the 31st, we'll have a 845 and a 1045. If you want to try one of those services, we ask you to go to our website and make reservations. We're a little bit limited in capacity. And so once those two services get full, we'll, uh, we'll add another service to accommodate you. Uh, but anyway, 8.45, 10.45, next week is uh, Pentecost. And uh, we know the Spirit came on Pentecost, and uh, we, we want the Spirit to, to come in a mighty way next week. Uh, we'll be observing the Lord's Supper next week, and uh, we'll have the prepackaged ones, the ones that you all hate. And uh, so uh, you want to stop by and get those, you can, or you can make arrangements for that this week. And uh, we just want to, we haven't said this for a while, but if you're, if you're dealing with something spiritually, if we can help you in some way, if you'd like to talk about a relationship with Christ, uh, I know we've not gathered for a few weeks, but, but call us at church. There's someone here every day. Uh, you can email us. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. Maybe during this time away, you've you've trusted in Christ, or or you're, you've grown in some areas. Maybe you want to talk to us about that. Uh, we just want you to know we're here for you, and uh, would love to to minister to you in any way that we can. But thank you for joining us this morning, Danny. Would you? Pray for us. Yeah, I just uh, want to remind everybody that we are going to continue our online presence. So all the stuff that we've been trying to put out there, we're going to continue to do that as we know that uh, some aren't going to come back right away, and that's okay. Uh, we're trying to treat, keep trying to put that out. And y'all send me some questions so I can stump the preacher uh, when we do the podcast. Look for Studio 3 and all the Bible studies. Uncle Blaine's got a great one uh, if you're looking for one. And uh, connect with a Sunday school class uh, via Zoom if you want to. It's a really good time. Um, and if you have any questions about that, let us know. We can hook you up with somebody. But other than that, we're going to pray together. Lord, we just thank you so much for this opportunity to come into your house and worship and just be together, Lord. And, and um, we missed it so much. We just thank you again for that opportunity. Lord, bless us as we continue and uh, just keep us moving forward and just try to share the gospel as best we can, Lord. And uh, we just hope that something said or something sang or something played here this morning just could would touch somebody who needed it, Lord, in this time. Lord, just, like I said, continue to bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Yeah.